This is Stanley bringing you the sound doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted sound doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments of 10 to 15 minutes each. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. The subject of this afternoon is prophesying. How to test prophecy? First is the fulfillment test. Second is the doctrinal test. Third one is the edification test. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14th chapter and verse 3. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation and comfort to men. Now I will give the amplified Bible's rendering of this. He who prophesies speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress and encouragement and consolation. For example, such a thing happened in the early church in the 15th chapter of Acts of the Apostles. Reading from verse 30 to 32. When they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over it encouragement. Not only that, now Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also, they exhorted the brethren with many words and they strengthened them. I believe we need prophets in a place like Varisa during this week. Because most of the churches, church buildings in Orissa are burnt down during this week. And many believers are assaulted by anti-Christian forces. Ordinary preachers and pastors won't be encouraged them enough. This time we need prophets like Judas and Silas who would be able to encourage them and strengthen them further on. On the face of all their properties totally destroyed, yet gone from strength to strength in the name of the Lord. Usually, any prophecy, even though it may be corrective, it will be constructive, it will not be destructive. That is why all the three gifts of the Spirit listed by Paul, one in Romans, the other in Ephesians, and the other in Corinthians. All of them speak about love right in that passage. Even in that great classic passage of the gifts of the Spirit, between the 12th and the 14th chapters of the book of 1 Corinthians, there stands up great tower, which is the love chapter in the Bible. So any prophecy usually edifies, exhorts, encourages God's people. Fourth test for prophecy, character test. 
I want you to read at your leisure Matthew 7th chapter where the Lord was warning his people about false prophets. In the 15th verse he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Read until verse 23, where he speaks about lawlessness and people whom he will drive out saying, I do not know you. And what was the main problem of corruption in the prophetic ministry in the Old Testament? Third chapter of Micah and verse 11. What a treacherous condition it was. Now don't worry if you find it difficult to locate uh, Micah. Sometimes uh, these small prophets, they hide themselves. They give us a lot of major problems. So you just try to look at them. And you find out. Don't just leave them like that. Find them out. Micah 3rd chapter and 11th verse. Her cats judge for a bride. Her priests teach for pay. And her prophets they divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? So all the three groups, they were doing everything with money-mindedness. When Moses wanted to appoint some elders, you know how how he chose people? Exodus 18th chapter, verse 21. What does he say? You shall select from all the people, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, But the underlying thing is, they must hate love of money. You can read 2 Peter, 2nd chapter, verse 1, verse 3, and verse 15, where this prophetic gift goes associated with money making. Praise God, we have some good examples in the Holy Bible. King Belshazzar gave gifts unto Daniel. Daniel was a prophet. No, I'm sorry, sir. Please keep it with you. I, you please give it to somebody else. There was another great prophet, Elijah. And he had the double portion of the spirit of Elijah upon him. Naaman, the commander of that army, he brought in so much of material goods as a gift. Prophet Elijah, he said, no, I don't want them. Give it to somebody else. Wonderful gift you are having. Whatever person, whomever person you lay your hands, that person is immediately filled with the Holy Spirit. It was a good gift and it was a good desire. But it was a wrong method. He gave money and offered it. Read Acts of the Apostles, the 8th chapter and the reply of Peter of, I cannot understand why Peter the fisherman had such a good vocabulary. Maybe you can look at that verse. Book of Acts 8th chapter. And what does he say? Your money perish with you. Verse 20. Ah, then, because you thought, you thought, you know, that's your wrong thinking. You thought 
that the gift and blessing of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter because heart is not right in this matter. And next, repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray to God if perhaps the thought, again thought, thought of your heart may be forgiven you. I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Even Shakespeare is flat before Peter. Just for the thought. What's the thought? The gift of God, blessing of God can be transacted with money. That is why I tell all my young preachers and all those missionaries whom I have trained and all the disciples whom I have brought up in the Lord during the last 40 years, beware of any preacher, beware of any minister of the gospel who somehow attaches a price tag for any of what he does. It's very dangerous. May not be direct, it will be very indirect, but if you know, come on, here comes the price tag. Become alert. Move away from that place. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. That you can put a full stop there. But Jesus did not do that. Along with his spectacular charismatic gifts, he added one sentence. Freely you have received, freely give. That means Jesus foresaw the potential danger that goes with spectacular gifts on the pulpits which can always attach some price tag very subtly and stealthily to cheat people. Freely you have received. You did not give me one naya paisa to get this gift. Some of you didn't even ask me for this gift. Freely you received. Freely give. Don't attach a price tag to it. Timothy, love of money is the root of all evil. In the ministry. You man of God. But you man of God. Are you able to understand that? Love of money is the root of all evil. But you man of God. Flee away from these things. Don't just run away. Fly away. I would like to add a sentence here. Beware. Beware. Any prophet or preacher. For whom fundraising is the highest in his agenda. How can you find out? Attend three meetings. Read three of his magazines. And meet with three of his representatives. On the third day your eyes will be opened to find out what is what. You, oh man of God. Flee these things. We are followers of that carpenter preacher from Nazareth. We are not ready to exchange it for anything on earth today. 
We are ardent believers of the simplicity that is in Jesus. Today we need prophets. In this situation we need prophets there in Orissa to speak in their situation. Because ordinary preaching may not be able to encourage them. A prophetic word will be able to encourage the believer who one overnight lost all their cattle and all their sheds and also their church structure. Prophesying helps missionary work. There were in the church in Antioch prophets and teachers worshipping the Lord. A prophetic word came to them. Separate for missionary work Barnabas and Paul for the work that I have called them unto. Because God had already called Paul and Barnabas but they were sticking on to that local church situation. God said I have already called them for another ministry. Don't hold them here. Release them for a wider ministry of the global world. There are thousands of prophets in the city of Chennai. Not even one prophet even occasionally says that so many shepherds without sheep are there in North India. Hold your petty shop. Go to North India. Why no prophet is saying that? Why not such a prophecy come? Everybody says from today I will bless you. Monday he says from today. Tuesday he says from today. From today? From How many from today? People of God, don't laugh. The responsibility is on you because you are in the New Testament. The anointing of God dwells in you. They were going. The first batch of missionaries were going. They were moving on. They went to Asia. A prophetic voice came not to go to Asia. They turned to Bethania. Again a prophetic message stopped them. They came to Macedonia. They got the first European convert. Where are prophets who would guide missionary organizations in their missionary enterprise? What did Paul say? Turn with me to Galatians. Second chapter. Second verse. I went up by revelation to Jerusalem. There was a missionary problem. New believers must be circumcised. New believers in Orissa tribal villages, they should break the bangles from their right arm. But they say, no, no, if we break these bangles, it means our husbands are dead. That we need a prophetic voice to bring the prophets and say, don't put anything that is unnecessary a burden on these people. People must be able to say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that we lay no other burden that is necessary. That's a prophetic solution for a missionary problem. Agabus stood up and he said, 
there is going to be a great worldwide famine it will be worse than all the tsunami of the worst sort immediately the churches of jesus christ got together and gathered and raised lots of money because in the time of claudius that famine came believers were equipped well in advance with enough of materials to be sent as a relief to these poor saints this is the kind of prophetic ministry we want in the missionary work of today but we have cheapened this prophetic ministry for simple foretelling and soothsaying oh it is a glorious gift of the holy spirit to encourage edify and exhort god's people to fulfill god's purposes in their lives and to bring about god's kingdom in the world desire spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy i have a book here which i want to recommend very strongly prophecy past and present it is written by one mr clifford hill he is the editor of prophecy today magazine he is a theologian and he is a sociologist he is known worldwide as an international bible teacher with a prophetic insight i have read so many books on prophecy but this books gives a very concise and clear picture of a prophetic ministry i borrowed lot of thoughts which i shared with you this afternoon from this particular book we'll continue our study in the next segment god bless you